good afternoon, guys. We're back for another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean. I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. It's spooky season. <laughs> it is spooky season. Uh, we will be talking about my recommendations this time. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride. So let's just jump right into The Nightmare Before Christmas. Spoilers for this movie that came out you 28 know, years ago. Uh, if it you took me 28 years to see it. <laughs> Uh, directed by Henry Selleck. Selleck. Uh, I, I don't know if he's directed anything else. Unfortunately. James uh, and the Giant Peach? Yeah. He, his uh, production company, uh, Skellington Animations, went bankrupt into insolvency after the release of James and the Giant Peach. Which is just a damn shame. It really is. There's, I mean, I, I haven't looked it up. I should have looked it up before we started this. But obviously, like, there's still companies doing this type of animation like and like, there always seem to be scary movies for some reason <laughs> like uh because it's a little unsettling yeah. well there well, you, you have Leica. yeah you had aardman at one point but i don't think that they do anything anymore they did they did a movie a couple years ago was, was, was it like kubo was caveman no oh no, no kubo is like the crude mm. no, no it was a it was an aardman movie and it was like the last thing that they ever did box was, trolls no oh i think Wait. I... maybe Maybe I don't know. I, I'll have to look. I know it up. what you're talking yeah, about. I yeah. can bit. I can see it now. Yeah, yeah. But I have uh, no idea what it's called. Though. Yeah, I don't. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, "Oh, they finally did something." The missing link. Was it like year? No, that's also year like, something. Yeah. Year. No, you're thinking year of year one. Yeah, which is Jack Black and Michael Sarah. Okay. Yeah, but I thought it was something to do with like. It is cavemen. Yeah. Like, but I don't know what it is. But it, it's the Wallace and Gromit, the art oh, yeah. animation studio. Yeah, that's those are like the only people doing it anymore. And Phil Tippett, Phil <laughs> Tippett still does it because he just did like a horror movie thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mm. cool. But I don't think anybody watched it. But uh, which is a shame. Yeah. Phil Tippett led the charge with stop motion animation in feature films. But uh, getting back to the movie, uh, yeah, Halloween. Is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? This is Halloween. <laughs> is Die In my Hard opinion, a Christmas movie? Huh? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, some would argue yes, some would argue no. I would argue that this is a Halloween movie because it seems more like a Halloween movie to me. I mean, you start out in Halloween Town. Yeah. You only really have one, two scenes of, like, Christmas time. Well, actually, do we know when it takes place? Because they're specifically in Halloween Town, so it's therefore always Halloween. Well, the right? beginning of the movie happens no. on Halloween night. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh... The rest of the movie is them preparing for next Halloween. But it, the movie literally takes place between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So, there's, like, a, a span of time in between there that they're preparing for Christmas. Anybody that always watches knows that I'm going to be completely forgetful on everything because I've only seen it the one time. Honestly, the, the plot <laughs> in this movie is just kind of a little bit confusing. Okay. I uh, mean, it's not really that confusing. I, well, we follow our main character, Jack Skellington. He's going through a... Uh, he doesn't really have a lifespan, but he's going through a crisis of... Um, his occupation. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's lived the same night over and over again preparing for Halloween and like obviously he loves doing it but he wants something more he's dejected uh the movie begins with him just wandering off into the woods and stumbling mumbling, mum, well, bumbling to himself like something about like it'll be the same thing next year mm -hmm. as it was three years ago or whatever he <laughs> yeah. says you know and uh 
he stumbles upon this magical tree forest of holiday themed trees and he falls I in. wanted him to go in the same patio they was. Yeah. <laughs> he would have just come home drunk and right? given everyone their beer. And he falls into the Christmas one and he gets rejuvenated by the Christmas spirit. I guess. And then he wants to be uh, like Santa Claus, but they call him Sandy Claus because that's... I loved I loved his explanation to the town <laughs> of Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that and they want to prepare for Christmas, but obviously it's all fucked up because that's all they know is Halloween and right. scary. <laughs> so they're making Christmas, but it's all fucked up and he even really takes, not right. He even takes the the Christmas music mm-hmm. and tells the band how, like what to play it in. He plays it in the correct key, but they all play it in like minor keys. Well, yeah, because like they're, they're like yeah, minor chords. Yeah, they they don't know any other way or whatever. As a musician, I thought that part was oh, specifically yeah, funny. funny. I don't know. <laughs> um, the music is obviously really great in this movie. I think I it still holds up after twenty eight years. So I I I can't remember. I have complaints about the the, the lyrics. Yeah, the, the lyrics okay. are a little strange. Lyrics are lackluster. The music itself is some of Danny Elfman's best work. I don't remember what song specifically, but I remember thinking that. The, the, lyrics, the, the lyrics didn't make... Yeah, the lyrics... I was like, the music's no. great, but the lyrics are... The, the, it, like, nothing... I don't want to sound stupid, but, like, half of them didn't rhyme. And I was like... Like, half the It songs, might have been something half, like that Yeah, like, half me. the songs, like, he's trying to rhyme lines yeah and then half of it it's just like it's just spoken word at that point some and some some, music some musicians do that i don't like that either i don't yeah i didn't much care for it like i feel like in in a vein of disney movies it's kind of there those songs are more forgettable lyrically than a lot of others that came out around i i felt again only seeing it once i felt that this is Halloween, and what's the one where he's in Christmas? Uh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Um, like I thought, those were like those are the two that are probably most like maybe that's why I most felt reference that. to yeah yeah because like because they are they're good those are the two that I would say are the best believe it or not I've never I'd never actually heard this is Halloween like oh, okay I, that's when I realized that other song I showed you guys that. I was like, oh, that's a like a spoof on that. Um, but what's this was in the trailer mm. like that yeah. I always seen as a kid, so I, think, I, I knew that one. I think my favorite songs obviously I think most of the songs are great. My favorite songs are um Sally's song mm. and Oogie Boogie's song. I think his song's excellent. Sal yeah, those those ones are good. Um I, I was, immediately forgot the rest is what I was gonna say. Mm. Like those first two were pretty rememberable yeah rememberable but the the um the other ones i instantly forgot like yeah i mean like 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 i said those two songs are the most like revered mm-hmm. from the movie um but yeah both those songs are still very good too i also I, really like yeah. whenever he's explaining christmas to the town and he has that song yeah, like that, that one. That, that's one of the ones that I didn't care for. Oh, really? I yeah, thought that the I, I, I thought that, that the lyrics worked the best. In I remember. That song. I remember liking that one. Or title. the kids' song whenever they're talking about kidnapping Santa Claus. Yeah, that yeah, was a they're, they're, one. yeah. But, but there are a few 
But Music, I couldn't... musical choices that I'm like, why? why? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a little why? strange. Like, be, because like there are things that he says, and I'm like, you could have easily just rhymed that with like something else like this, mm. and it would have worked just the same. But yeah. it, it was just kind of like he didn't want to, or I don't know. He's... I've never listened to Oingo Boingo, so I really don't know how they're how yeah. they flow lyrically. <laughs> Maybe um... they do the same exact thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like the. I think I like Oogie Boogie song the most, just because it's like a jazz song. Hmm. Do you think that Oogie Boogie was named after Oingo Boingo? No. Like that. That's a play on it, or is uh is Oogie Boogie your favorite version of the Boogeyman in media? It's an interesting version. Yeah. It definitely is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Boogie Boogie. <laughs> that's who he is. He's the Boogeyman. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's the Oogie yeah. Boogeyman. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I did remember that. I guess. I mean, yeah. he's he's kind of he's, fucking, he's terrifying. Kind of fucking scary. Yeah. When I this when I was it's a kid, a burlap sack yeah. with bugs in him. Yeah, he's just giant. He's basically the uh, Men in Black character. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whenever yeah. I was a kid, that terrified me the most. It's like all the insects crawling out of him, and uh, also the doctor that opens up his uh head to scratch his brain i don't like that at all <laughs> <laughs> the great uncle from christmas vacation yeah <laughs> i i with what you said there like parts of it being scary as a kid that's probably why i didn't search this movie out like because mm-hmm. i wouldn't have watched it as a kid yeah i mean obviously as an adult it's not really like there are scary parts but it's not like, yeah I, I mean it's not like oh this is scary to there's me. a couple things that i was like yeah, that was a little unsettling. Yeah, you know? <laughs> definitely wouldn't like that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of the mindset I was thinking of. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't watch this <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> I, I mean, I I watched this probably when I was like nine or ten for the first time, uh, and I, I liked it. I liked it enough. Um, but like like I've said before, I appreciate the movie more for what went into making it yeah yeah because i've done that stuff before <clears throat> and i know how painstaking it is to do it right um and i i think i just more appreciate i appreciate the work and time and effort that everyone put into it because yeah. that movie was a nightmare to make i'm sure it was yeah if you ever watched that, i mean that's why that's board, why this fucking company went bankrupt because they're so difficult to make there you guys should watch the netflix the movies that made us because this movie is on there and they talk I, about I what kind of production hell they went through yeah like this like i we may have talked about it a little bit when we did james and the giant peach but these characters are tim burton's mm-hmm. the movie is not tim burton's whatsoever right they call it tim burton's because he designed these characters when he worked at disney so they kept his name on there and gave him basically royalty fees for hmm. it but he had nothing to do with the production of this movie. It was all Henry Selleck, his company, under the guy under the production of Disney. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna start was... being that asshole that corrects everybody because everybody's like, "Oh, that's my favorite Tim Burton movie." Yeah, <laughs> it's not Tim. Yeah, Burton. He, he has no involvement aside from the conception of these, which is funny whenever you think about it because I'm sure Disney like ousted tim burton it's like oh i was a disney a disney imagineer oh what did you make these terrifying creatures <laughs> it's like yeah that's not very on brand for disney bro. And, uh, i'm pretty sure that's why like I, I think if i'm not mistaken part of that documentary is talking about how he was let go from disney because his ideas did not mesh with what they wanted to make 
Yeah. They make so, a joke about that in American Dad. Uh, one of the um, characters is like a mountain man that lives in the woods and he comes into town and like it's a story arc. But anyway, it's like he has like this fantastic haunted house every Halloween and he has like a car that has like a goblin on the front and is like it's like this most terrifying shit. And it's like, Buckle, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I used to be a Disney Imagineer before they fired me for having uh, uh, two verbose ideas. <laughs> Just like these haunting imagery. I mean, that that's... I think that's exactly what happened, like, yeah. which is why when you said that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm almost certain that that's why he was let go. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, it, it most certainly is why, because yeah. I'm surprised, and it's funny because this this property is one of, I'm sure, one of the most profitable IPs that Disney has had, at least, you know, 20 There's years ago. There's a whole ago. storefront well, at Disney. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, well, think about, like, just uh, from working at Walmart, every time we get the Halloween stuff in. There's always something, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's crazy because there's been one movie, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's like, what, which it's is crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, I keep bringing it up, but obviously, it, I, we need to talk about it because that's what happened. But the, the company went bankrupt. It would have been great to see sequels of this movie where Jack, well, maybe not Jack, what? but like other characters yeah. go to the different like Jack holiday world. Jack son drops into like Easter yeah. land or something. Because like I don't think you could have St. Like, Patty's Day land. <laughs> the Nightmare Before St. <laughs> well, Patty's well, Day. They, that just sounds like a... a a horror comedy. <laughs> yeah, they, they reference uh, Easter Bunny whenever they the kids they kidnap bring, the Easter well, they bring Bunny the Easter yeah, Bunny yeah, by yeah. accident. But uh, yeah, like it. I don't think Jack. It, you know, from a story perspective, it would have worked with Jack because he gets over his like hump at the end of the movie after they shoot him out of the fucking sky. <laughs> but uh, he lands. He's with like literal <clears throat> like missiles. artillery. <laughs> yeah. Missile, yeah. But he's like, oh, I guess they didn't want me. But I'm reinvigorated with the Halloween spirit. It'll be twice as better next time. So obviously he's back on track being the Pumpkin King. But so his like him traveling to these different holidays probably wouldn't have worked. But I'm sure they could have figured something out. I'm just I think it would have been great to have seen something like that. No, no, he became a pirate. Remember? <laughs> yeah, he's the pirate. Jack Skellington yeah. is the pirate. Yeah, in. Uh... I, I think we did touch upon this in James and the Giant Peach, but his character model is used as the skeletal pirate when uh, Richard yeah. Dreyfus's character goes in to get the compass out of the sunken pirate ship. I thought you were making a uh, Jack Sparrow joke for a second. No. <laughs> Although that is, again, on brand because it's Johnny Depp, yeah, another exactly. Tim Burton favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, we were making jokes about Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter things, and we were like, Okay, uh, name this movie. It's a Tim Burton-produced movie starring Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. you got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Can you give me another hint? Music by Danny Elfman. Another hint. It also has Christopher Lee. Are you fucking joking? (laughs) Well, that narrows it down to about four movies. (laughs) Yeah. Can I have multiple choice? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Or is it all of the above? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I will say one thing about the story. Um, at the end of the movie, whenever Jack and Sally get together and they sing a song about how it's like obvious that they're supposed to be together, mm-hmm. it's like... Uh, it's her song. It's yeah. a continuation. Yeah. It's a reprisal of her yeah. song. But it's like, that isn't really earned for me. 
Like, obviously, Sally's he, he trying to... He barely gave it the time of day yeah, exactly. in the movie. Like, they barely interacted, like, at Like, all. obviously, well, she has... Thanks for saying her... that, because I, at the end, I was like... fuck's he getting with her for? That's what yeah. everybody's, like, obsessed with? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jack and Sally. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, Blake yeah. too saying about it, damn it. You know? <laughs> obviously, like, you, we know Sally's feelings for Jack. Like, those are yeah. obvious. And, right, like, right. Those are communicated well. Yes. But obviously, like, why would Jack reciprocate those at all toward her? Because, as you said, Aaron, whenever he's like, oh, make me my Santa Claus suit. And it's like, that's all that I want from you, pretty much. Yeah, no, there was, like, absolutely zero, like, interest exchanged. Yeah. Like, yeah, it also, boggles like, the is, mind. Is she supposed to be, like, a psychic or something? Because she has the vision of the Christmas tree lighting on fire was it a vision or did it happen well she says like i, I saw this it's like i have a bad I feeling. It was my a premonition dream. yeah or something like that that's why she's trying to warn him about like don't yeah. do this yeah she's trying to war- like there, there's a lot of like the concept is great but i think there's a lot that's kind of lost because and again production hell so probably crunch for time mm-hmm. not able to actually do the things that you want to do with it and because uh, I'm pretty sure they went over budget and over time because they wanted to get it out at a certain point in time. And they're like, we are not going to be done. Well, that's the thing about this movie. You could release it technically at Halloween time or Christmas yeah. time or any time in between that three month window because yeah, some people. I mean, start it right at Halloween and run it until mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one of the animators said that they did absolutely nothing but drink coffee and animate for like three or four days straight. <laughs> Because they were trying to get, like, scenes done in time and finished and ready to go. I mean, it's a painstaking process. It is. Yeah. So, little back, little tangent here, but I love this shit and I want to talk about it. I've loved stop motion animation ever since watching the 1933 King Kong. And for those of you who don't know what stop motion animation is, it's a little bit different now. But back in the day, and especially making this movie, <laughs> stop motion is 24 frames a second. That is, move... Snap picture, move, snap picture for 24 frames to equal one second of movement for that character. You're not just moving that part, though. You're moving the head. You're moving the leg. You've oh, got to yeah. like, keep track of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like It's the same shit that they did in Empire Strikes Back with the AT-AT walkers, the ATSTs, stuff like that. Like It is painstaking. Like People people could probably watch the movie and be like, oh, it looks so fake. And it's like, yeah, like well, the Terminator. you try doing it. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you try doing that and imagine, like... That's where their ignorance comes in. They, yeah. Like, people just don't know. No, and, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. is yeah. Because, like, people can be like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay, but think about what went into... Like, nowadays, 32 frames per second is the standard. Mm-hmm. But for a while, it was 24 frames a second. Right. Which is a hell of a lot easier to animate 24 frames a second. Looks a little choppy, but still is the easier yeah it's still like literally 32 or 24 pictures for one fucking second yeah Yeah. exactly so like Leica does it at 32 frames a second but you also think about their movies and how smooth the Mm -hmm. animation quality looks and you're like they spent years like that's why Leica releases a movie like once every five to seven years because that's how long they're working on that production for yeah like it is like the original king kong took like three years to make so i still haven't watched that i'm sure i mean that terrified people back in the day because it was you know the 30s and that's just how it was yeah and it was 
it was kind of like before then all they did was like dinosaur stop motion with the armatures they never did anything like a like a gorilla and especially like with the fur on it and everything uh which is tricky because when willis o'brien was animating him you would see the fur like get matted or mm -hmm. whatever and they played it off as they're like oh it's the wind from the cave coming in like it's just like rustling his fur yeah which works it works you can but... see that a little bit in this movie too like uh like you can see like pieces <clears throat> of the clothing just like obviously just, just very slightly. yeah or like yeah. a thumbprint in like one scene yeah. and then <sighs> you know whatever but uh i love like you it's obvious like with um the mayor specifically mm -hmm. like he has like the detachable mouth that they can like change and it has different shapes so that he talks jack had like 16 different heads yeah one for each like uh vowel or like mouth movement so that when he was doing his singing they had to like swap out this head for this head this head for yeah. this head and that's so tricky to do and they have these um they're they're kind of like I, I don't know what you would call them but they they come up to a point and they are in there when an animator is moving the object so they're not like it's it's the frame of reference i mm -hmm. guess you could call it so that they're not moving them drastically throughout that and then they take them out, do the shot, put them back in, move them on that marker. Like, and the, like, it's not as easy as, like, I could sit here and animate him for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, he mimic the way he's moving or whatever. But, like, on a lot of those things, they have tracks, like, on the set, like, of the big model that they're using. Like, okay, he's got to go here. Then he's got to go here. Then he's got to go here. Like, that all has to be mapped out and thought out and pre-visualized probably via animatic to make that process as smooth as possible and make sure that the shot because it ain't like setting up the frame and going hey uh bobby de niro move to the left a little yeah. bit like this is no you fuck this up you fuck this up like, yeah. you gotta start again yeah yeah it, it's a, a hell of a lot more and i have a hell of a lot more respect for this art form than yeah than a lot of other not that i don't respect you know other directors and filmmakers right. but this shit is difficult so one question i have because i don't know anything about this what scale are the characters what it all it? depends they um, are probably similar to size in this I was or wondering. A, a little bit smaller okay. they're either yeah they're pretty close to this i'd yeah. imagine yeah I, I think that jack's model was probably about probably about that tall okay um I, when you were talking about it i was like you know the original kong armature stood i think i want to say probably 15 16 inches hmm. tall um yeah but that's that's an armature and most of these an characters an entire miniature be, set yeah right like, right yeah so like it's an armature it's a metal armature that has to be like take our lighting fixtures for example there's uh, a little like ball joint on a rotating piece that can move so mm -hmm. we can move the lighting to wherever it's all of those joints are built that way so you can move it in whatever direction you want then it's put into a mold for the uh rubber like the foam rubber that goes around it the mm -hmm. sculpt to give it all of its fingers and everything right and then you put fur <clears throat> and stuff on that or whatever your character model is mm -hmm. but eventually that foam rubber deteriorates away and you're still just left with the armature which is what the original kong one is still 
just its metal armature it's rusted and everything hmm. but um <clears throat> yeah it's it's a it's a process to do that to make the characters and everything it's it, it's ridiculous yeah i think one of the uh <clears throat> best examples of like how good the animation is is the scene whenever jack is in the pumpkin like skeleton or a scarecrow and then he catches on fire and transforms into like jack as we see him throughout the rest of the film right like that was awesome just like you see the flame like licking up and like crawling all over him and then he just like it burns away and he jumps into the yeah he jumps into the yeah. fountain and then arises as uh, yeah. as jack uh which is funny that they call him the pumpkin king when he's a skeleton He's king of the pumpkin patch. He's yeah, he's king of the pumpkin patch. He wears a pumpkin head in one scene, so yeah, he's the pumpkin he's, king. Yeah, he's, he's the pumpkin king now. I like how uh, the boogeyman is like uh, the opposite of him. Like he's trying to like vie for power. At least that's how I interpreted the movie. With trying to kill Santa Claus and everything, he's like, "Well, Jack's out of the picture, so now I can be king of uh, Halloween Town or whatever." <laughs> And then uh, they just beat him pretty handedly, squash him like a bug. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. Well, and then you brought it up too. The ending, uh, where Jack and Sally are up on the like it snows in Halloween. Yeah, Town, Santa so... Claus brings a. Yeah, it brings Christmas to them. Snow with them brings an ice age to kill them. Probably to kill them all off. It's probably just a guy. He's like, I'm not letting you come back and try to ruin holidays. Payback, bitches. You're all gonna freeze to death now. Um, Their houses probably aren't, you know, yeah, winter ready. But you you brought up the point, like whenever the credits started rolling, you're like, no falling action. No, that was in Corpse Bride. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought you said it for Nightmare Before no. Christmas. I was like, well, there's like none in either movie. Well, you have the falling. So Santa Claus comes back, saves the day, oh, and then Jack actually falling out of the sky yeah. is the falling. And then uh, and then we have uh, Jack and Sally getting together, and I I think that's the end of the movie. Is, yeah. the, is them? That's uh, literally the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. So I mean, you have a little bit there. Uh, I think the climax of the movie is whenever he got he saves. Uh, santa claus and then santa claus goes saves christmas and then the falling action would just be the town being like we're gonna get ready for halloween next year and then sally and uh <laughs> yeah, jack but like we can get to it whenever we talk yeah, about yeah. corpse bride but yeah i'll explain the falling action of that how it's non-existent <laughs> but uh yeah uh yeah so it's funny that you say that he's going to kill them with the winner they say in the one scene, they're like, oh, we have no idea what this is. And I was like, buddy, I wish I knew what a Halloween without snow looked like. <laughs> right? Because we've had plenty of Halloweens where we live where there's snow on the ground. Just, yeah. Yep. Which is uh, not great. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, it definitely sucks when you... Not great for Halloween. No. no. Yeah. yeah, it's either terribly rainy and cold or there's snow. Yeah, it's always... It's almost always cold, at least. There have been warm Halloweens here, but... It is few and far between. Few and far between is yeah. right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is there much else to say about it? I, I mean, uh, I Danny Elfman singing great. <laughs> Danny Elfman and Susan Sarandon's husband? Brother? I don't know. Chris Sarandon. He <laughs> is related know. to Susan Sarandon okay. somehow. I don't remember how. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we got... The guy who plays Ortho and Beetlejuice is the mayor. Uh, yeah. Catherine O'Hara. That's about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So nobody else of honorable mention. Pee Wee Herman. 
Pee Wee Herman, wasn't it? Hmm. He voiced Paul one of the Rubin. kids. Shock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Lock. Lock. Yeah. Because Shock was the girl. Yes. And Barrel was the, the skeleton-looking one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we have anything it. else to, to add. That's all, that's all I got. Alright. I guess we can rate it. I'll let you guys go first, because I have to think on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm still thinking, too. Um, do you want me to go? Sure. Six. Okay. <laughs> Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 six. It's a, it's, it's a fine movie. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I appreciate all the work that went into it. I, I don't know. This movie just never, like hit me like it hits a lot of people for some reason and i just it's fine i will watch it i don't have a problem with watching it uh, there are aspects that i really enjoy about it i like the character designs and everything but it's just mm-hmm. it's just there i'll watch it but it's not it's not something that i go ooh, time to watch <laughs> nightmare before christmas yeah, and like you, pop, like you haven't you haven't based your entire personality around the movie no i don't have <laughs> a ta- some, i don't have a tattoo of jack skellington <laughs> as some people are uh, liking to do uh yeah i know a couple mm-hmm. um so don't come at me with pitchforks no i'm gonna second your six it it's a fine movie uh this is a movie where i waited What'd you say? 20, 28 years. 28 years. Uh, Only to be disappointed. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just fine. Like, I don't hate it. I Turns out I don't hate it. I always kind of hated the hype around it, you know? I said to Sean, there there is a stigma that comes yeah. with it that kind of sours it. Yeah. We froze. No, we didn't. Oh. Well, our audio froze. Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> I was, it was frozen there. That was so weird. Okay. All right. We'll pick up. And did it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a stigma that kind of sours it yeah. for people, which is understandable. Yeah, so I... Yeah, just a fine movie. I, I, I'd watch it again, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, I would watch it. If somebody puts it on, yeah. I'm not going to not watch it. Right. It's just... It's not something that I would seek out so, to, to watch. So I don't know if I ever told you guys the story. I had never seen A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. For 27 years of my also, life. Also, good movie. No. Don't I fucking you dare. hate that movie. I hate you both. <laughs> if I had a mic, I'd just <laughs> take it off and get up and walk out. So, yeah. This the, this turned out... Yeah. This turned out to be not be that situation. I, I generally was okay with the movie. So, uh, I'm going to give it higher because I really like the music. Like I said, like I said, I've, I've this is the first time I've watched the movie in full. I think. Oh, okay. Ever. I think Mike and I considered the music too. Yeah. We just. Well, it's, I mean, the story the story's a little off, but I, I I'll give it like an eight, eight out of ten because wow. I I mean it's good. It's a good movie. I think the the animation feat alone, the music is good. Like with the exception of the wonky lyrics from time to time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, aside from the story, which is a little strange to me, I think it's excellent so yeah eight out of ten for me yeah, i think the stigma just got me and aaron yeah i, I for some reason there there are movies that i, I many reasons that have fine. that for me but for some reason i'm able to look past it on this one just at the yeah. technical marvel that it is, it is a especially definitely. coming out 28 years ago it is yeah, technically yeah. a marvel <laughs> yeah 
Uh, all right, let's move on to our second recommendation, which is in the same vein as this movie. Uh, Corpse Bride came out in 2005, directed... This one is a Tim Burton movie. Okay. Uh, spoilers for Corpse Bride. If you haven't seen it, we'll be talking about spoilers. Um, Good thing I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good thing you messaged us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, the animation in this movie is obviously far superior yes. but that's also because it came out well, so 10, is, 10 to 15 years so later. so the casting too well yeah I, I guess I, well i feel like i feel like this movie does better in my opinion or at least does better for me because of the casting because there's actually recognizable voice actors uh, aside from like Catherine o'hara in nightmare before christmas i had to google everybody else <laughs> didn't know who that and aside from danny elfman singing it's like who the hell else is in this movie but uh, i didn't even look at it to be honest <laughs> like and i'm not even a big johnny depp fan but in 2005 johnny depp was gonna draw a crowd to corpse bride oh he certainly also did that yeah yeah, yeah because he was coming fresh off of pirates of the caribbean which this is not a disney property this is a warner brothers property yeah mm. but he still was going to draw a crowd by playing a character in this movie yeah so uh obviously the plot for the movie is uh there's an i'm not exactly sure the time line victorian yeah, era, victorian era right. uh england um there's an arranged marriage between johnny depp's character uh victor or is it vincent victor van dort Vic, victor and a uh formerly wealthy family uh victoria they are betrothed to be wed and so that's how the movie opens is they're going to they're arranging their marriage they're having a uh, rehearsal and he is flubbing it horribly and he runs out of town and he uh you know is reciting his vows because he wants to marry this girl because they shared a moment over the piano and uh <laughs> one moment and he's yeah. like oh yeah i'm sold yeah but uh yeah, he, he wants to get married for the sake of his family and, you know, his reputation and everything. And uh, he's reciting his vows. He places the ring on a uh, twig that re resembles a hand. And he gets sucked into the underworld, essentially, by a bride that was waiting for however many years to be wed. She comes up out of it and then takes him back down. She grabs, uh, no, she pulls him in. No, 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 because that's how the town crier saw him with her. Oh. Is because she came up out of the ground yeah. and, like, crawled, like, over to it, like, because all her parts were coming back together. Mm. And then he saw him with her, and that's why he was, like, yelling. Mm. I don't remember how he got there then. Did he just pass out and he took her there? Or she took him there? Yeah, because he slipped on the ice and, like, hit his head or uh. something, and then... Mm she took him down there. yeah but she he gets taken to the afterlife but he's not actually dead right no he's, he's not, not dead, dead no. right and he yeah. needs to find a way back to the land of the living and we follow the strange love triangle Hilarity thing that ensues. that happens because of that yeah yeah so i watched these back to back so this one might be spotty for me because it was just a lot to take in mm. <laughs> so um Generally, I, I I did like this this one maybe maybe even more than Nightmare. Um, I definitely like it more than Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people will hate that comment or not, but um, fuck them if they do. <laughs> but uh, 
I don't know. I was just I was more drawn to uh, the the corpse bride, the character specifically. Like there was just more there than like I would say than Sally. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because you actually feel more chemistry between the two stop motion characters yeah. in that movie than you do. Well, yeah, I mean they the whole point of the movie is them interacting with each other, whereas in Nightmare Before Christmas they don't interact. Yeah. They interacted with probably, each other probably twice. Probably wasn't the even a good comparison in my brain, but that's kind of how I looked at yeah. it. Like, no, she's, no. she's like the main character. Mm-hmm. I would say Sally's a main character. So I, I, that's why I just kind of compared them, but um, their yeah, plights I, are a little different too. Uh, Sally's just being held captive by her creator, mm-hmm. and uh, the corpse bride Emily had literally has been killed, yeah. and she was, you know, manipulated and backstabbed essentially, yeah. thinking that she was going to get married, but she was killed, and now she wants to be married. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what her purpose is, I guess. She said she would haunt the haunt the uh world until she found a husband hmm. which mm-hmm. you know happened to be victor because <laughs> he's a Cause bumbling oof <laughs> and proposed to a twig yeah yeah well to be fair he wasn't expecting uh that to come out of the ground no so yeah, you I, put a ring on a twig you don't expect i it. didn't i don't fault him <laughs> for that one <laughs> but yeah their their relationship blossoms as well uh he manipulates her to bring him back to the land of the living and uh she finds out that it's just so that he can get back there mm-hmm. to like let everybody know that he's still you know in town he didn't run off or anything yeah yeah and then she just takes him right back hmm. continue <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's just go through the rest of the plot then yeah go ahead okay <laughs> so she takes him back there and they're like She wants him to actually marry her. So he, like, overhears the discussion between her and the elder, elder Gutnecht. Yeah. 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 Uh, And he says that there is a way that he can do that. And he decides that that is what he wants to do. He's going to sacrifice... He Going only decides to, to do it after um, his driver, who dies, yeah. uh, shows up. And then, Yeah, and he tells him, like, that uh, Victoria's betrothed to, um, to Lord... Lord Barkus. Yeah, Lord Barkus. Played by Richard E. Grant. Yeah, and uh, he's like, oh, well, she's going to get married anyway. Like, I might as well marry Emily instead. <laughs> so... So he... Yeah, so he decides he's going to do that. and then they, But they decide they're having the wedding... In the church that they were going to get married at. <laughs> and then uh, Christopher Lee tries to yeah. ward them all off with a I, stick. I, I must say, this movie is a lot funnier than uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. There's not a whole lot of comedy in The Nightmare Before no. Christmas. Like, uh, especially whenever all especially of the dead... a cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. All of the dead uh, are, like, coming back and they're going yeah. into the church and they're like, <laughs> and he's like, back, you evil! And he's like, Can you mind keeping it down? We're in a church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're causing a ruckus. We're trying to have a, a oh, gathering. And then all the people who were, like, in the, the underworld uh, were people from that town. Yeah. As we see when they come back, like, they like uh reconnect with with a bunch of people like um yeah 
Yeah. I specifically remember that old lady, like beating them, beating, beating the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to get married in the church, and who points out, or somebody figures out that Barkus was the one who was going to. Well, I, he inter- interrupts because, so uh, the uh, their wedding is crashed. Lord Barkus and Emily they do get married. Obviously, till death do us part. You know, they're they're still married until one of them has died. Because I guess divorces weren't a thing back then. But uh, so the the Not dead in the Catholic Church's eyes. Yeah, the dead <laughs> crash um, the reception, I guess. And then uh, Emily, or excuse me, Victoria finds out that uh, Victor is going to marry Emily. So she goes over to the church to see that, and Lord Barkus follows her because he's like, "You're still married to me, even though." You know, her family is um, poor, yeah, destitute, and he was expecting a dowry of some, like, money, and then which, he was going to kill her. Which is what he did yeah. to Emily. Yeah, it's and... the exact same thing. And then she recognizes him, and he recognizes her. And uh, There's a big that, fight that yeah. happens between uh, Lord Barkus and Victor. With and... a fork? Oh, yeah, he fights him with a fork while he has the sword. And then he, uh, he, they end up conceding, and he lets him go. And then the chalice, which the I must say, this is like to... the stupidest part of the movie. Well, yeah, but so so part, <laughs> it's so part contrived. Of the, so so part of the, the sacrifice is Victor has to drink from the the wine of ages, and he will die and join Emily in eternal yeah matrimony. Yeah, so he is going to drink from that chalice. So after their fight, Lord Barkus picks up the chalice and is like a toast. Well, because he didn't know about this, obviously. But he's like, oh, he's like a toast to the bride and groom or whatever. And he drinks out of it and like takes two steps away and just dies. Like he just turns blue like everyone else. But he just, of course, dies because he just drank it. Yeah. And then he like, because they're, they all try to like charge him. And Elder Goodnecht is like, nope. He's like, we have to abide by their rules. It's the land of the living. And then he dies, and then they're all like, nope, not anymore. And then he's like, yeah, have at him. And then they go over like, Yeah, new arrival. And they, like, take drag him to hell or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so I'll get into the falling action conversation that I ha- was having with you that we mentioned earlier. So, um, Lord Barkus dies. Mm-hmm. They take him to hell. Mm-hmm. Emily is released from her, like, pact or whatever because yeah. she... Like, the reason that she is dead has been dealt with. So she is, you know, free. She turns into butterflies and flies away. And Victor and Victoria watch it. And then the movie is over. (laughs) Literally, the climax of the movie is Lord Barkus drinking the poison. And then, not even five minutes later, the movie is over. There's zero (laughs) falling action. Like yeah, you could have, fine. you could have had a you scene. You, you would have had a scene of Victor and Victoria getting married. Maybe they didn't want to at that point. They wanted to. Why else were they there? I don't know. Maybe they both just decided they're like, "Hey, this is stupid." No, it's clearly implied that they're going to get married. But it's just like you could have had that as the falling action and like resolution. It's literally like oh, well, yeah, climax. That, that should have been. Yeah, that should have been the end. Like, sequence like emily relieves releases herself yeah that happens yeah and then, and then it could have transitioned to a scene of them having getting married and you know like a, like paying tribute to emily a fucking or butterfly could have came yeah. at the ceremony and like landed on 
yeah, somebody. Exactly. <laughs> but instead, it's like they watch her fly away, and then the movie fucking ends. <laughs> it's just like maybe there's Whoa. a post, maybe there's a post credit scene like James and the Giant Peach. I don't think maybe so. we should have oh. watched. Well, we didn't end. sit through, so we, we don't know. No. But uh, I, I highly doubt that that. Maybe is there the is a wedding scene that we missed. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe it happened mid credits. I don't know. <laughs> But that, that's this one part. So, like, I feel like the resolution of The Corpse Bride is just, like, whoa. Like, it just happens way too quickly. Whereas yeah. in when uh, in Nightmare Before Christmas, I have some breathing room after the climax of the movie. Right. Rather than just being like, oh, oh the movie's over. But I, but I also do feel like Nightmare just does kind of end. Yeah, fair enough. But they both kind of do. Yeah, they just kind of end. Maybe it's hard to find a way to end a uh, claymated movie i guess they're so. just like well we can't just like animate all this shit just fuck it that's probably exactly that's what happened good enough is they're like edit. they're like do you know how many butterflies we had to animate flying away and he's like yeah you're right call it quits that's let's tough. just print good it enough. <laughs> that's fair that's, that's, they don't need to actually get married that's, that's a, that can't be easy yeah do, do you think that they like showed it to like studio heads and like some guy at warner brothers was like but they don't get married at the end and like some animator sitting there, like, is like, you want me to fucking animate another wedding? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Calm down, calm down. All right, we won't make you do it. No, no, no. All right, that's it. Well, I don't know. That that's just uh, one problem I have with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, the Nightmare Before Christmas is a musical, but this movie isn't technically a musical. It has like two or three songs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what constitutes musical? I How think many songs like. Um, forwarding the plot, I guess. I mean, it does that in this movie too. But like, yeah, when it's, it's like highly, again. it's like comprised of like major plot points explained by the music or whatever. But it only has like two or three songs. I, I don't, I, I don't think you can. It has musical elements. It isn't a musical. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned you forgot all of the music from. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I like forget all the music in this. I don't remember. Like I, I, I don't remember I, a single remember freaking it. note from this movie. Yeah. I remember it. <laughs> like there's, I remember the according to plan. I think is the name where the opening song. I don't remember what it sounds like. And then Bone Jangle singing his thing. Danny but, Elfman. Yeah, but that's. I think there's one more song with Helena Bottom Carter sings, but I don't. I literally don't remember. Does she sing a song? I think so. About I think it's after they get back from the land of the living. I remember watching Nightmare Hopscotch. when we were watching Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, they cut out Sally's song." And apparently, I'd forgotten so much about that movie, I didn't know when her song actually came <laughs> in. Turns out, it's when Jack leaves to go deliver the presents with the skeletal reindeer. Then she sings her song. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I thought that happened way earlier." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so. That's another... I think the music is better in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Not that we should be comparing the movies, but they're yeah. so alike. How can we not, really? Tim Burton. Well, yeah, they're both Tim Burton movies. Yeah. They're, they're both Tim Burton movies, so we have also, to... Also, they're both scored by Danny Elfman. And so they're it, both animated. So, so, animated. so it's kind of like comparing John Williams' Empire Strikes Back score to John Williams' A New Hope score and being like, oh, which one's better? Like... <laughs> It's kind of difficult to do that. Danny was having an off day. I don't think he had an off day with Corey. I, I, was, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I was just making a joke. You son of a bitch. I know we're not allowed to have fun. 
It's not what the show's about. No fun. The no show isn't about fun. It's about talking about movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say, I think that the the plot and story of this movie is better than yes. yeah uh, because um, it's easier to connect with Victor as a character being like oh he's a moron bumbling idiot well he's not a moron but he's a goof you know yeah, yeah. he's he's lame right and uh, he's betrothed to this beautiful woman and then they connect on a on some level at least and then he gets dragged into hell and he's like I've got to get back to the land of the living. But then he connects with Emily because he's strung up with her for a good portion of the movie. So, you know, it's easier to connect with him than it is the king of Halloween. I'll say that much. I was going to say, none of us are skeletal monarchs. Yeah. I'm not Slenderman. Yeah. Uh, Clearly, Slenderman was based off of uh, Jack's design. Yeah, somebody put, like, a silhouette of Jack Skeleton and was like, Hey, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, and uh, Emily's uh, plight too—it's easier to connect to as a human than it is these monsters of Halloween Town. Yeah. So I'll say that much. I think the plot is uh, easier, more easily digested in Corpse Bride than Nightmare Before Christmas. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about how. This this movie is just better animated. Like even going back and watching it now, like uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, it's well animated, but it is a little bit more jumpy. And this okay, one yeah. is, I don't. It's just much more smooth, as you had mentioned. But like I said, it did come out ten yeah plus years after that. So I'd almost I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and, and watch them again and really think about it. But like not just, trying to take away from yeah, either of them. Just. Aesthetically, to me, or visually, however you want to put it, I would lean more towards Nightmare, just because, like, I don't know, it's got that... Maybe it's just nostalgia in my brain overpowering it, because mm. I know it's from, like, the 90s, so it's, you know... I think I like the character designs in Corpse Bride better. I mean, these are more creative, but... I don't know. I like I liked the... Uh, what, what what What's her last name? Vaughn... Van Dorp. Van Dorp. Where it, his wife is like humongous and oh, he's like no, a no, potato. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's Victoria Everglot? Is mm. that their last name? Yeah, yeah that's the Everglots. That's oh, what yeah. Everglots. Yeah, because uh, the, the dad played by Albert Finney is like the why though baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like a grotesque person. <laughs> he, to... He's like a toad. Yeah, <laughs> he is like a toad. Yeah, he he is exactly like he he would be like uh what um Kingpin is in. <laughs> he's just like a rotund person except he's like 2 feet tall. Yeah. And that, that, that's another good joke. It's where he's like, "Oh, he's like if my great if my Great grandfather, so and so is here, and he turns around, and there's the skeletal version of him. And he's like, "Where you keep the spirits?" Yeah, like, and, and it's just like the same voice too. <laughs> yeah, it's just Albert Finney doing the yeah. same exact voice. <clears throat> so it's a little confusing. So the basis of their marriage is it that the uh, uh, Johnny Depp's family is like a wealthy fishing they're merchants yeah they're, they're fishing wealthy, merchants but they're okay. successful and uh so they want the marriage because they're like lordly and they would give them status and all they are is land rich that's yeah. all they are and the everglots want the 
the marriage because they're broke and they want to marry into a family that has money. So I guess I that's a, a little How bit does of the that confusion. benefit the parents. Um, they ask the kids for money. Yeah, they, and they're they, just like, they, hey, mom and dad. I, mean, I didn't know if it was that simple. Yeah, I don't know. The kids will take care of the parents whenever they get old okay. and die, or you know. Is that what happens? <laughs> Shit. Maybe this ain't such a bad thing after all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about it. Uh, I think that Johnny Depp is great. I, I, I know that there's like there's Might a be stigma behind Johnny, Johnny movie. Yeah. There's a stigma behind Johnny Depp uh, and Tim Burton. Yeah, this and Tim Burton working together akin to <clears> the <throat> same thing as the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a bit of a stigma behind them, but Johnny Depp's a great actor. I think he's great in this role, especially whenever you compare it to like roles of like Jack Sparrow. It's like completely different, and he does a great job at being I, like this meek character. Yeah, I I think in general, I mean, like him or not. Showcase the side of him that, that had yeah, never really not been typically nothing. used. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about all his different characters, like I think he's uh, a really well-rounded well actor. Is what mm-hmm. I was gonna yeah, say. yeah, I think so too. He's well-rounded, but there is a stigma. That... <laughs> yeah, I, he's I, a hell of a guitar player. I got, I got nothing against him as, as an actor at all. It's just when somebody says, "Oh, Johnny Depp," I'm like, he's a bit of a cringe human being. <laughs> we'll put it like we'll put it lightly like that. Like, like if somebody tells me Johnny Depp's one of my favorite actors, I'm like. Hmm. Is he? I mean, that, he's a good actor. It's, don't get me wrong. I think it's warranted. Your favorite? I mean, most of those people probably don't even know what kind of person he is. Yeah, my, really my, is. my whole thing is like, if somebody says that, I'm like, you don't watch a lot of movies, do you? <laughs> I mean, Johnny Depp is a very talented actor. No, no, no. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. But it's like when you say Johnny Depp is your favorite actor, do you only watch movies with Johnny Depp in it? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's why he's I'm sure there's somebody he have like his own that. streaming service called <laughs> yeah. Depp Plus that yeah. like you just watch every single one of his movies. Even where he makes cameos. <laughs> like in Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> it's gotta be on there. Put it on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in it. Throw it on. Anyway. Ratings? Seven point yeah. five. I'll agree. Well he I'll say yeah, seven. Seven out of ten. I was gonna go seven. All right. Definitely, in my opinion, better than Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Plot-wise, story-wise, it's better, in my opinion. I I think it is better story-wise too. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is nostalgia for me, but I have this ranked higher than it by just a slim margin. I I I mean, it's clearly more iconic. Yeah. Where Nightmare Before Christmas exceeds is its concept and world building yeah because the concept in the world of nightmare before christmas is, is vast and you can build upon that that's something that you can it's continue a, to what's the which thing is why they haven't that's the thing why it's it's um it has potential it's more original yeah like course bride is just victorian era england like <laughs> yeah true yeah. zombies with well, zombies yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> which was right before zombies were popping off too so kind of got it in right in the right That's in right. the seam there surprised we didn't see a vampire <laughs> it, it's an johnny under- depp does play a vampire <laughs> oh yeah he does doesn't he another tim burton classic oh i didn't know that scored that. by danny Elfman. i didn't know that that was with his helena movie. bonham carter hmm. i'm I seeing a trend I don't know if christopher here. lee is in that one or not i don't know i don't what, think he is um i don't remember the name about. of it actually what 
not what we do in the shadows dark shadows yeah it's something of with shadows it was a tv series in the 70s about a vampire living with a family and then they did a remake with yeah starring johnny is it live action yeah Yeah. oh okay it was all right i never saw nothing to write home about (laughs) never heard of it we're not reviewing it (laughs) well we're funny you should say that no (laughs) (laughs) that remains to be seen uh (laughs) perfect segue take the mic off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so there we had it. We had a uh, discussion about my recommendations. I hope we have another spooky recommendation coming from Mike. It'll be a week before Halloween. This episode will release. Your episode will so, release. Um, okay. A, B, or C. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready for this. A, a and B are pretty much similar. I'll explain later. But C's the wild card if you need to know. B. Okay. So. Wait, does he get to choose? No, you spoke. I I don't know. There's no real outcome there. Um, So, I didn't wear the shirt for no reason, obviously. Um, So, I think we're going to try something a little different. I think we're going to watch the original Halloween, but also Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. And kind of... And depending whenever the episode comes out, Halloween Kills might be out by then. Yeah. So... It will be out by then. So I actually haven't seen the, the one before that mm. yet. <laughs> I've but never I, seen the original Halloween either. either so. Oh, okay. I know Donald Pleasance is in it. Yeah. And it's a John Carpenter <laughs> he movie. He plays so. Dr. Loomis. Yeah. I'm really surprised that you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, now I'm really glad that I picked that version of... <laughs> <laughs> this will be the third John Carpenter movie that we've... Uh talked about on the show i think so yeah 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 um so yeah there we have compare and contrast (laughs) or no fourth didn't we do escape from la too um yeah we did yeah so this is the fourth john carpenter movie okay guys (laughs) uh if you don't want to be spoiled for what is it halloween and rob zombies halloween (laughs) uh make sure to watch them before next time we will be having spoiler discussions about them uh, thank you for watching and listening to our discussion about The Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride. We sure enjoyed talking about it. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Let us know what you thought, and we will see you next time. Yeah. What's this? What's this? What's this? <laughs>